SIA the podcast, where our mission is to offer thoughtful and inspiring parenting and educational programming. We are committed to producing impactful podcasts that add value to conversations around education, student advocacy, and parental challenges. My name is Heather Moore, and I'm the head of school at Straylitz International Academy, and I will be your host. I have over 28 years of experience in independent schools with eight years as head of school and 20 years serving as a chief financial officer. I've also raised two children, one finishing medical school and one starting law school, and have been married to my wonderful husband for 31 years. On today's episode, we will discuss reading readiness and phonological awareness, as well as services available to private school students through public schools. SIA hosted valuable teacher training on a new phonological readiness system today on our campus, not only for our faculty, but for faculty from other private schools in the area, which was made available to us by Michelle Galvin and Virginia Beach Public Schools. Joining us today is Michelle Galvin, who is the Virginia Beach Public Schools private school and homeschool liaison, and Mrs. Maureen Sullivan, who is SIA's student support coordinator. Welcome, Michelle. Welcome, Maureen. We're so happy to have you ladies with us today. Michelle, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a speech-language pathologist, and I've worked for the Virginia Beach City Public School System for 20 years as the lead speech-language pathologist, as well as the private school liaison. However, last year, I did retire from Virginia Beach as far as you being the lead SLP or speech-language pathologist, um, but, I, but I hung on to the private school piece. They needed some help with that, and, and I enjoy working with the private schools in the area. I enjoy working with professionals that are, that are out there and how we can help as a public school division to help those in our community and for those students that are identified as having special needs that are needing some assistance. Well, thank you, Michelle. We're so happy to have you here, and we really appreciated you coming out and setting this whole uh, faculty training up for us. That was great. Maureen, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, I've been a special ed, regular ed teacher in uh, the Chesapeake School System as well as Virginia Beach, and this is my eighth year here. I, I got a chance to come here, and I am the coordinator of student support which I dearly love and I love the school and uh, it's been a great experience. Well thank you Maureen. Most people know Maureen as Miss Mo and it's really hard for me right now to keep calling her Mrs. Sullivan or Maureen because everyone calls her Miss Mo so it might slip out as we uh, move on Mo. (laughs) So okay so today's training was on the SIPS program which is the systematic instruction in phonological awareness phonics and sight words. What can you tell us about this new system, just kind of an overall, and why would that be important to parents? I think that today's training, the purpose was to show a different reading approach that allows an educator to differentiate instruction for different student learning styles, especially for our our readers, our learners that might be having some difficulty or might need a little bit more in that area of phonics which we're seeing that a combination of the word recognition with language comprehension is going to improve and give you reading comprehension. If you do not have, and the SIPS program is based on, you can't have just word recognition and expect reading comprehension. You have to have the word recognition along with that language comprehension, which brings in that phonological awareness um, in order to have that improved and good reading comprehension which in the end result is going to be across all subject areas with the improved reading comprehension. 
That's great. Okay. Well, I think it's we feel fortunate actually that we were you know able to have this opportunity for our faculty members to learn a whole new system. There's so much that goes into reading readiness for students, and I think a lot of parents out there worry uh, about whether or not their child can read. And you know, it starts in kindergarten, and in first grade, I think is when it gets really, really touchy. But you know, as parents see other children going home with their little books to read, and they wonder how come my child has, doesn't have a little book coming home? Everybody's always concerned about the road to reading and where is my child and what level are they at as compared to their peers. you have any advice on that, uh, Mo? I think what happens with my position is if a teacher uh, sees some students that are having some difficulty with reading, they'll pull me in. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm sort of like the, the first way they get to see me is and then I go in and I see what piece they're having trouble with and especially with the younger grades is with the phonological piece yeah and so and in our fours and in kindergarten we use ellipse program right another reading program and as you were talking about today with Michelle coming in we are very excited to introduce another reading program the SIPS program um, that we can use as intervention with the older students, like second through fifth, uh, they're still having reading issues. I mean, that's wonderful. Wouldn't you say that learning to read is developmental and it's different for every child, but it typically by third grade, yes. everybody's kind of on the same page by then. Wouldn't you agree with that statement? Definitely. Yeah, and where we're finding and what the SIPS program really showed is they have within their their systematic approach they can go in if some a student happens to be in third or fifth grade and they might not they're a, they're a reader but as far as could they improve in that area of reading comprehension yes so this this program allows you to target the holes there might be a gap here yeah. and there and this allows us to target those specific areas for students needs which is very interesting because it also, as you brought up, that it is all about comparing. Parents might be comparing how this reader does with, oh, that child's reading that book and mine's not. Within this program, there is a social-emotional piece to this programming as well. So it puts students at ease with reading. It helps them to improve their self-esteem about their ability to read. And at the end of the day, that's where you're gonna see the progress when they're motivated readers and they want to read to learn. That's why we're excited about the program. I'm so excited Virginia Beach City Public Schools has used this with our students after post COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why we wanted to roll that out as an opportunity for private schools to use. And and that's why we purchased the, the kits and we wanna provide some backup and some additional training if needed as this program is implemented. That's great. I appreciate that. You know, it makes me think about my own kids and their education. You know, my kids are grown now, but I think about like my oldest son. He definitely struggled when he was learning to read. It was he was definitely on the lower end of that continuum initially, and he got pulled by the reading specialist. But, you know, from his perspective, it was exciting. He was so happy to be pulled by that reading, but he felt special. Hey, I get to go to the library and I get to meet with this teacher and I get all this special one-on-one time with her. He loved it. He thought it was the greatest thing ever. Meanwhile, as a parent, initially I felt a little like, hmm, why does he need that? But then when I saw him develop his reading and his love of reading, 
Uh, it was probably one of the best things that he had the opportunity to get this valuable training at school. So Last year, Heather, I had a student, and I would go into the classroom, and it was a, a kindergarten class, and this child was definitely very self-aware um, of what was happening in the classroom, and you could tell that he was very worried about what his classmates were thinking of him. So I took him out and he went to the learning lab and you could just see his confidence building every single day. Cause he, I think what happens to us all, if we have a weakness and everybody is focusing on us, we get nervous and anxiety yeah. ridden, oh, yeah. of course. Oh yeah. So that little piece of pulling him out made all the difference. And his mom saw the difference. And he told his mom he felt so much better being in another environment. So it really helped. So it was good to see. You know, that's great. It also does make you think, and I hear kids say this all the time. They certainly say this to me all the time. They always think that everybody else understands the topic right. or the concept and everyone else can do it. And I'm the only one who doesn't understand what's going on, which is really not the case. Yes. So yes. I think a lot of these programs really help build up the self-esteem and the confidence, Definitely. which many times that's what they need. They need some confidence so that they're not sitting there in, you know, in their little head worrying about everybody around me can read this book already and I am having a really hard time and I can't read it. You know, exactly. We don't want them to have that feeling. We no. want them to feel excited about reading. Yes. They, we want them to enjoy reading. We want them to find you know, their own interests in reading and their own books that they're interested in. So. Anything we can do to foster a joy of reading, a love for reading, yes. is you know really important. So hopefully this system will just add to that and add to everybody's you know toolbox exactly. in order to help our kids as they you know develop in their reading readiness. So anyway, okay, so we can see now how students can benefit and what this wonderful phonological awareness program is. And I'm grateful. Thank you uh, very much for bringing it to our school, and I can't wait to see you know, us roll it out in different ways this coming school year. You know, changing the topic just a little bit, Maureen, if a parent feels like their child might need some additional support, what what kind of is the process at SIA to start that? What, what should a parent do? I will be honest, I feel really confident we have a streamlined process. Anytime that a child is having either a, an academic concern or whatever, the teacher contacts the administrator and then that administrator, that either Janet or Alyssa talk to us mm -hmm. and we have a conversation with the teacher and sort of get an idea of what's going on and then we have a paper trail of course. And then we go in, uh, I go in, Janet goes in and we sort of observe the student and then we look at some strategies that we can implement in the classroom. And right. Which ultimately, ultimately, that's what we want, right? Exactly. Yeah. We want that child to be able to stay in their classroom yes. and help that teacher with some strategies to assist that student. Yes. And, and, and a lot of the times, once we see that, either I will go into the classroom and sort of co-teach or do small groups. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes uh, we do some pull-out depends on the situation right and and then we see how that goes for a while and and then take it from there that's great and then of course we talk to the parents and then hopefully they can carry that over in the home the strategies right. that we've implemented and so yes that's great I think I honestly am very proud of our student support program that we have in the school 
So changing the topic just a little bit, I don't, most parents probably actually don't even realize they're sending their kids to private school, so they don't even realize that there are some benefits that their child might be eligible through the public school system. And I was wondering, Michelle, if you could kind of share with us, like what services are available to a private school student through the public schools? You know, I think that when we're looking at any type of child find activity is open to any student that is attending a private school in our local education area or agency. So Virginia Beach City Public Schools, if um, there are any concerns or if there are any strategies or things that, that need to be considered, um, the, typically that process, we could look at that through a child find process. Okay. I will say that SIA is one of, we partner well together. I think that your team here at SIA is, they know the student. So when I get a phone call or a parent reaches out because someone from SIA has asked them to reach out to me. Yeah. That there is some good information that that parent feels very confident that SIA has the data that they know their student that they're willing to reach out um, because what that process that I'm talking about in the child fund is under the Individuals with the Disability Education Act. Okay, and that's IDEA. We are responsible for and some of those categories under IDEA would include if there's suspicion of a specific learning disability or if we're thinking there's a speech language impairment for speech therapy. Um, so if there's any concerns like that, those and it's after you've gone through your process at SIA, which is very thorough and comprehensive, um, I get a phone call and we make that referral to a team at one of our schools to consider um, does this student, based on data, um, have anything that we might that might require additional looking into further, or additional testing, or in the end, possibly um, any services? Now, students that are parentally placed in private schools are not eligible to receive IEP services, right. individualized education program services. However, they are able to access. Uh, an individual service plan okay and what that service plan each year um, we have meetings annual meetings with private school representatives so someone from SIA attends yes. every year typically it'd be Miss Sullivan would um, attend the meeting and we vote on how we want these set aside funds that are available through the federal government for students that are currently placed in private schools or homeschooled and each year right now everybody's been voting on um, speech therapy services right so we can provide speech therapy at SIA for students that have been determined eligible as with a speech and language impairment or as requiring speech therapy as a related service to another disability category also that funding that was spent on this training that was voted and agreed upon by the private school representatives for the reading because there was a concern that there are many students out there that might have some reading deficits or gaps that this program might assist. So we're open to hearing that each year and we welcome parents to join that meeting as well. Um, several, sometimes parents come with their private school representatives. If anyone hmm. is interested, that they would be more than welcome to attend. That's amazing. So, I mean, I, I honestly do think many times we just don't realize all the services that are available to us as parents so i think any you know anything that we can share with our school community about what's out there and what's available i can't stress enough though that 
many times when we're talking about things like this with parents, everyone gets so tense about you know where their child is in the process, and it really is developmental. And if we can let our kids have the time that they need to develop, they're going to have the confidence that they need and the proper skill set that they need, as long as we're we're willing to give them that time that they probably need to develop those skills. And I think at SIA. We're fortunate because we have a team of, of faculty here to give that support to our students on a daily basis. Not only do we have Maureen, but we also have Mrs. Carnaza, who's also a reading specialist, and she's also trained in something called MathRx because, you know, kids need developmental help in different areas. It may not always be reading. It might be something else. So I think that's fabulous. And then, you know, the other side of this actually is that we can use some of these programs for enrichment for our early readers, children who are kind of ahead of their their class with regard to reading. And some of this can be implemented, you know, in a pre-K environment because they're ready for it. Exactly. So even with this program, there's a portion of that program that deals with kids that are upper level, as you just said. So this, this program sort of runs the gamut of all ages. I'm excited to implement it this year. Great. Thank you, Maureen. Okay, so let's let's wrap it up a little bit with what were some key points. So biggest key point for me today is thank you, Michelle. Um, we were very fortunate to have this special training um, at our school on this new system. Again, we all can't wait to start learning a little bit more about it and using it in the classrooms this school year. Um, that's point number one. It's called SIPS for any parents out there that want to Google that and look look that program up and see exactly what it entails. Um, we will still be using several other products as well that we use in our school, but that's a, uh, a new exciting addition. That's point one. Two, I think would be, you know, if your child is in need of some additional support, a couple of key points. One, um, the teacher's going to reach out to their administrator. We're going to put in some strategies. We're going to make sure that um, the parents know what those strategies are. But if you as a parent have concerns, I always say the number one person to reach out to first is your child's teacher. Start there and see what your child's teacher thinks about where your child is developmentally because even though you might have a concern, the teacher might feel that they're actually on grade level and where they are is developmentally appropriate. But so always start with the teacher. And then of course the biggest takeaway I think too is that a lot of parents probably didn't even know that they have the opportunity to get services from the public school system for their private school child they don't they don't have to go to public school to get those services and one of the biggest ones is speech therapy in fact we have several students who get speech therapy services every year through Virginia Beach Public Schools so it's a wonderful program you do have to go through the proper process in order to get those services but we're just grateful that we're able to have those opportunities for our kids here at SIA so thank you all so much for joining us today. We would love to get your feedback on our podcast. If you found value in today's episode, I hope that you'll, you'll like the episode, you'll subscribe, you'll share it and follow us. Uh, again, we plan to release an episode every other week. So another one should be coming out in the next two weeks. Also, please visit our website at www.straylitzinternationalacademy.org for more information about this episode. We'll put some resources up on our page about potential services through public school, as well as a little information about this new SIPS program that we'll start implementing during this school year. And remember, it takes a whole community to build a strong foundation for our children to grow and develop into the future leaders 
of our local and global communities. On behalf of SIA, I thank you all for joining us today and I thank you for your partnership.